Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 19th of October. Flyers Daily is presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. And also remember that this season, the Flyers are teaming up with Penn Medicine for the Penn Medicine Assist. For every Flyers assist this season, Penn Medicine and the Flyers are going to be donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So that's a great thing. We're looking for goals with primary and secondary assists to donate more. It is the Flyers and the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Or is it the Flyers against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? Flyers get a win over Columbus 4-2 to open the season, a 5-2 loss in Ottawa for their home opener, and then the 2-0 shutout win for Carter Hart against Vancouver on Tuesday. And tonight, the task is a difficult one. 7.30 tonight, Flyers and the Oilers. When Connor McDavid comes to town, he is an absolute spectacle. He is a freak. He is one of the greatest players to ever play this game. I know he hasn't won a cup yet, and he hasn't had this tremendous playoff success, although he's got numbers. He doesn't have team success yet, but the impact of this guy on the ice is so pronounced. I mean, you think of the great players, whether it's Gretzky, Lemieux, Crosby, Bobby Orr, going back to Hal. Some of the greatest players, Mike Bossy was incredibly dominant for a period of time. Connor McDavid probably is the most talented person to ever play the game. Just sheer talent. Is he a winner? Ultimately, his career will decide that. But just sheer talent and a player that when he jumps over the boards, everybody on the ice, everybody on the bench goes, uh-oh. And everybody in the stands goes, what is this guy going to do? That's how incredible he is, no matter where he is on the ice. And you look at Edmonton right now, they come in with a record of 1-2. and two. They got belted in their first game by a score of 8-1 to one against the team the Flyers just shut out, 2 to nothing, Vancouver. Then they lost at home 4-3 to three against Vancouver. And then they went on the road, their first game of their road trip, just a two-game trip. They went to Nashville. They beat them 6-1. to one. That's their first win of the season. Jack Campbell got the win. And tonight, it's obviously the Flyers and the Oilers. They'll return home, take on Winnipeg, go to Minnesota, then come back out east and take on the New York Rangers, or they'll take on the Rangers at home, actually, and Calgary. But anyway, Connor McDavid. I mean, they got Leon Dreisaitl, another great player. But let's focus on McDavid for a second, because he's a player that's touched the Flyers up in his career. Now, he hadn't been in the league that long to this point. He's a number one overall draft pick. And when you look at Connor McDavid versus the Philadelphia Flyers, he's played the Flyers 13 times. Not a ton, because obviously they're not in the same conference. And there was one year where the Flyers didn't even play the Edmonton Oilers because of the divisions that they did coming off the pandemic. But 13 games against the Flyers, he's got 10 goals, 15 assists, and 25 points. Now, there's only one team in the entire NHL that Connor McDavid is not a point-per-game player against. And as I look through his performances against other teams, whether that's Anaheim, where he's played 24 games and he's got 39 points, or Arizona, where he's got 36 points in in 24 games as well, or L.A., where he's got 28 games played and 35 points, 14 of them goals. The Rangers, he's got 18 points in 12 games. You know, think of some of the defensive teams, like maybe Carolina, 
You look at the Carolina Hurricanes. He's played 11 games, but 14 points, only three of them goals. The only team that he is not a point-per-game player against is one that probably I wouldn't, if you said, hey, Jason, pick, I probably wouldn't have figured it out. But there's one team that he does not have more than a point-per-game against. And that is, oddly enough, the St. Louis Blues. He's played against the Blues 21 times. He's got 7 goals, 11 assists, 18 points in 21 games. And he's a minus 6 against the Blues. Then you look at against a team like San Jose, 27 games. He's got 39 points. But that's the only team in the NHL that he is not more than a point-per-game player against. And he's been in the league, obviously, a, a good bit to this point. Now, in the month of October, how does he start seasons, Connor McDavid? He's played 75 now career games in the month of October. He's got 48, this is, these are absurd numbers, 48 goals and 67 assists in those 75 games for 115 points. Now, what month of the year does he put up the most points, or has he put up the most points? It also happens to be the month where he's played the most games, of course, the month of March. He's got 175 points in 107 games in the month of March. And the only month of the year where he's been a minus player in his career is the month of November, where he's a minus four, 87 games played, 124 points, but a minus four. So obviously a guy that, you know, the Flyers are going to have to be incredibly aware of when he's on the ice. And just like last year, when you play against the Edmonton Oilers, you've got to be incredibly diligent in how you play without the puck because you can't take penalties and put Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Oilers on the power play. They're just lethal on the power play. So that'll be a big element of tonight's game. But really the big question going into tonight's game is who will have to deal with Connor McDavid? Who's going to be the one that is going to be John Tortorella's choice with the last change of the game to try and mitigate or thwart what McDavid can do against you. Now, last year it was obvious who it was. It was going to be Noah Cates. He was going to be out there in the matchup as often as possible. He did a really good job last year frustrating McDavid, and not because Noah Cates has blinding speed or the skill set of Connor McDavid, but just because of the way he thought the game and the paces he put his body, the positioning he put himself in, and his active stick really kind of frustrated McDavid and didn't let him get kind of wound up. But now John Tortorella has an option to go with Noah Cates or Sean Couturier. Now, Sean Couturier, just coming back, has played three games, got his first goal the other night on a penalty shot since December 10th, 2021. But he's been also the forward that's played the most minutes for the Flyers, Sean Couturier. I think we could see some kind of combo platter, if you will, for John Tortorella and the Flyers against Connor McDavid. But it also gives you, if McDavid and Dreisaitl are not on the ice together, you could have either Couturier on against McDavid and Cates on the ice against Dreisaitl. So that's the part of the versatility that takes place when you have Sean Couturier and Noah Cates in the lineup together that can both do you know, really good defensive work on some of the high-powered, in this case, the highest-powered offensive player in the NHL. So we'll see how John Tortorella decides to handle that tonight, but it will be a spectacle. He's one of those players that when he's in the building and he jumps on the ice, you cannot take your eyes off him. He's a spectacle to watch, and the explosiveness and the way he skates and the way he shoots, the way he finishes, 
it is just unbelievable. I mean, I can't imagine if Connor McDavid played in a big market like New York, Philadelphia, you know, Boston, one of these big hockey markets, Chicago, what his global appeal would be. Because I got to think that his global appeal is notched down because he does play at Edmonton and he often plays at 9.30, 10, 10.30 at night with the conference that he's in on the East Coast. So nonetheless, we get to see him tonight and it'll be a fascinating game to see uh, Connor McDavid tonight. 26 years of age, he will be 27 coming up on January 13th. He was born in 1997. So big game tonight for the Flyers to look to string two home games, uh, home wins in a row tonight at Wells Fargo Center before they head out on the road on Saturday and take on the Dallas Stars. I would expect it to be Carter Hart, the Sherwood Perk Alberta native, uh, facing the Edmonton Oilers tonight. And I would expect maybe Sam Harrison to face the Dallas Stars coming up on Saturday. And then Carter Hart to get the Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights next Tuesday. That's the next couple of games on the schedule after Vegas. Flyers will come home and finish out the month all at home against Minnesota on the 26th, Anaheim on the 28th, and Carolina on October 30th. So tonight could be another big step in just starting off the season well. Not the one up, one down, one up, one down. Try and string a couple of wins together, and do it on their home ice tonight. So Flyers and Oilers tonight. Now, I want to get to this email that I got from a Flyers Daily listener, and I love the correspondence I get from everybody, whether it be on Twitter, on my uh, Twitter feed, at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T, either a tweet or a direct message or whatever you call it now on X, or whether it happens in my email where you can always send me an email at jason.com. Mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And I get this email from Jeffrey Miller. I hope he's okay with me using his name. But he said to me this. He said, I cannot explain to you in words the joy slash nostalgia I felt when they played Van Halen's Ain't Talking About Love after the Yegor Zamula goal. That was the first goal scored at home. So that's the first time we got to hear the goal song. And it's Van Halen's ain't talking about love. He said, again, after Couturier's sweet penalty shot goal, I was hoping for a few more tucks, but a solid win. But he said, I was just so stoked that they got the goal song right. The goal song to me is something that I've never really been a big, you know, big on, did they get it right? Did they get it wrong or, or worried about it? I know a lot of people do. I see the the chatter on social media and, and, and on message boards and those kind of things. He said, another diehard buddy of mine and I, both in our 40s, have been saying for years they need to bring back Van Halen. He said, I know it's a small thing, but to me, it's huge. And I think that's so interesting that people are so invested in the goal song. He said, I also bought myself a new burnt orange jersey and ordered a couple new ones for my sons for Christmas. He said, from the double logo on the ice to the goal song, I couldn't be more pleased with the Jones-Briere approach. He said, I don't want to discount Dan Helferty either. He said he was interviewed by J.J. and Bush during the first intermission up in the booth, and he was wearing a suit with a Flyers pin on his lapel, and I think it shows he really cares. He said it gave me Ed Snyder vibes. He even mentioned Snyder and usually does. He said, even over the several frustrating years, the last couple of years, I never stopped watching Flyers hockey, but have a new sense of excitement for the new era of Orange. 
Love the podcast and the hard work you do. It's not hard. Um, he said, it's a big part of my daily routine. Also enjoy stick to hockey. Thank you. And it especially struck a nerve while back during the offseason, you talked about growing up and going to games at the Spectrum and how Flyers hockey is such a big part of your life. And he said, same, keep up the great work and here's to a better than expected season. Let's go Flyers. Jeff from Delaware. Jeff, thanks for the note. And he included a picture of himself and his two boys. But, you know, this kind of vibe, and I've heard this a lot, that this feels different. I've talked about it feeling different. Just the vibe around the team, around the offices, around the rink, around the locker room. And it does feel considerably different. And a lot of it goes to Dan Hilferty, and it goes to Keith Jones and Danny Briere. And the respect for what the organization has done, while not just trying to emulate it or imitate it, trying to forge a path in this new generation, the new NHL. And look, ultimately... All three of those people will be judged on success on the ice. But there is definitely a different sense to how everything feels. Now, last night, I stopped by and I was the guest of honor at the official Flyers fan club banquet last night. And I got to go down to the Navy Yard and Misty Love, who runs it, and and all the great Flyer fans that were there of varying ages, people that were there from 67 and been with the team ride or die to much younger fans, and getting to talk to them. And a lot of the questions they were asking me was about this vibe of it feeling different because they are feeling it. I know you guys listening are feeling it as well. It feels renewed it feels fresh it feels like it's got a lot of dignity again and because and it's because of the respect of what has taken place in the past but the respect enough to not try and imitate it you know the ultimate respect is respecting something but not trying to recreate it at the wrong time and that's the big difference here that's what i feel like is different And there is a different vibe. And there is singular messaging from multiple people where they're singing the same song, singing from the same hymn book, some people say. But like Jeff said, little things like the goal song, little things like Dan Hilferty walking around that block party before the first game and meeting with fans, it's natural to him. He's not doing it just to try and win people over. He's doing it because... He's comfortable doing it. You can tell the way he interacts with people. I can tell when people are doing that and they don't feel comfortable or they're just doing it because they think it's what they should do. He's doing it because it's what he wants to do. Keith Jones has always been great with people, if you've ever met Jonesy. And, and Danny Breer, the same thing. So it is the dawn of a new day. It does feel different. And ultimately, look, I don't know what this season is going to produce from a record standpoint. I don't. It's really hard to put my finger on. There's a lot of factors. Obviously, health. Health of Couturier and Atkinson. The growth of players like Frost, Tippett, York, Cates, others, Zamula. All of those things. How it plays out this season will be fascinating. And I don't know how it's going to turn out this year. 
I'm probably not going to judge the whole thing on this year. I'm going to give them the proper time. But it does feel different. And it doesn't just feel good because it's different. It feels good because it feels right, if that makes any sense. All right, Flyers and Oilers tonight. I'm not, I've gone on enough. I could go on for hours because you guys know how I feel about the subject of hockey and the subject of the Flyers and what it means. And I know if you're listening to this or you're watching this on YouTube, you know what it means and what it feels as well. So with that said, we got a great game tonight. Oh, man. Flyers, Oilers tonight at Wells Fargo Center at 730. We'll break it down on tomorrow's episode and join us then. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Subscribe on YouTube, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.